Hi there, and welcome to Not Just Reality, a podcast dedicated to good, bad, and maybe embarrassing TV. Hi guys, and welcome back to our podcast. I'm Tamara. And I'm Jade. Hello, beautiful people all over the world. Another week, it's Thanksgiving week, wherever you guys are in the world. Uh, And if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, that's totally fine. I don't really celebrate either. (laughs) But um, here we are. And uh, before we dive in to Married at First Sight, quite quite an episode today. Mm. Um, Jay, do you have any updates for us for The Bachelor? I do. First, I want to say, I think there's like a low noise in my background. It's my space heater. Um, so don't worry about that. I'm just trying to stay warm. It's getting a little cold for the Texas folk. Um, Mm -hmm. however, uh, yes, Bachelorette, I just watched it today and, um, we're down to the final four. Hometowns are coming up next week. I know it seems she's rolling through, man. She's not playing any games, uh, which I'm super grateful for. So hometowns are coming up next week, and as y'all know, there's someone um, from Austin. Well, oh yeah, know my favorite. It, yeah, the guy from Austin, Nate, who I told y'all about, got the first imp- that had the first impression rose. He'll be having a hometown, and wait, so she's going to Austin, or no? He's from somewhere else, right? Uh, he's based in Austin, so it looks like they're like paddleboarding on the lake. Oh, that's interesting, because I didn't think um, that was his hometown. Okay, that's fine. I don't think it's his hometown, either. It's, like, some other place called, like, Winneb- not Winnebago or something. or something. Yeah. Okay. I think okay. they just go to Texas. Oh, that's um, sweet. Oh, I wonder if we missed her. Yeah, it sounds like we did, or looks like we did, depending on where he actually goes. I can't imagine paddleboarding in Canada. Goodness. No, I can't imagine. Uh, <laughs> but the... Coincidentally, little thing that happened is all the guys that have hometowns, none of them are white, and so um, this is like major. This is like now, the first time. Wow, can you believe? We do it? have some biracial Matt, brothers, but Matt they are all brothers. I know phone. this episode was a little sad because the there was a white guy on there, Clayton, who. She ultimately walked out, but he seemed like a really, really good guy. Um, so it was like a little sad. He was emotional. Oh, well, you know, she he's had... going to be, he's the next Bachelor. Well, that's what the little kid said at the end of the show. Yeah. She was like, he'll be the next Bachelor because the kids were like, we, we, they picked him to go on the date with her and he got walked out. So they were feeling kind of sad and yeah. they were like, we want him to have a wife and oh, And this little boy was like, can I come to your wedding with oh, my sister? You okay. know, like her quote-unquote students um <laughs> so yes that's what's going on for michelle she has four hometowns to go to there are three front runners and the fourth guy is just <sighs> i think he'll be next to go um that's rodney but between joe nate and brandon those are the the top oh, three they're all black yeah. right technically right they're all black uh yes they all technically have black blood in them y'all know a lot of white people like to apply that one drop rule so they're all black yeah, um black i love to see it wonderful so good things are happening for michelle i think she has some great great options um i'm really confident who she's moving forward with so it it seems good okay what else do we got anything else 
Um, nothing for Married at First Sight. I mean, it all kind of, kind of is centered around this episode, this reunion. Mm. Um, so yeah, just a lot of Bless chatter uh, about this reunion, unfortunately. But fortunately for us, we'll have lots to discuss. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll go ahead and walk us in. Uh, this is reunion part two. And we actually start uh, with Michaela and Zach. Um, they actually, they give us a little... I don't know. They start us off like where we left. Kind of pick back up with him, yeah. Part one, where they, he was out there uh, trying to talk about Michaela, and then she like comes out, and I guess wants to talk, but you know, originally she didn't want him to be in the same in the same room with her. So I don't know what's wrong with her. So they, you know, they part ways. So Zach comes back outside, and he tells us the story. About after decision day, they got into Heavy emphasis on the word story. Yes, quite a story. I I don't know. Seems like what you're... I don't know what's going on. Okay, so after decision day, they got into an argument. um, But then he drove because she was too drunk to drive. So (laughs) then drove her. Somehow or another, something happened at work, I guess in the midst of all this. I don't know, y'all. Um, mm-hmm. So then he offers for her to stay. He offers his apartment so that she can stay with him because of something that happened at work. So then he says they did have sex. Um, he insinuates that he felt bad because he had kept rejecting her so much. So he was just like, fine, let's just have sex. Um, <laughs> your thoughts on... I'm so confused about oh, the story. No. And like, no one's... Like, they're not telling us what really happened. You know... <sighs> This whole like, thing with them, even though, like, I don't know if I 100% believe everything she said, everything he says does not add up either. Yeah, and, it's, and, and I honestly feel like it's like they're, all, they're always omitting things. It's a, like, There's a lot of shame between them for something oof, that happened. I don't know child. what it is, but I do know in this, he said, like, she was banging on the door and broke the window to her yes, car. Yes, and broke the window. I'm like, what the <laughs> like of her car door so i'm not sure i guess he witnessed witnessed his first freak out with her maybe first well you know he wasn't there for the other ones oh this is the one he saw in the flesh yeah so maybe this is when he decided to change up his story like i don't know this bitch um because she's breaking car windows i've never been in the car with somebody and they broke a window but but i'd be terrified she broke the window he proceeded to allow her to come stay with him because of something that happened at work I'm sure she was doing a lot of this crying emotional stuff. And he was like, because he said, he was like, I'm not going to abandon her right now. And I was like, oh, goodness. Here he go with this buzzword abandonment that they've told him. Zach, you cannot abandon her. And Mm so, you know, he wants to be the good guy, even though he he really needs to walk away from her. She needs to walk away from him. I don't care who walks away from who, but they need to be apart. So, again, like, I feel like (laughs) just me being type A, you can't just give me half the story. Like, something happened at work <laughs> that preceded her to not have a place to stay. So she had to stay with you? For seven days. So, yeah, he says the plan is like, oh, I said, why don't you just stay with me? At the end of the week, we'll go our separate ways. And, again, the question is, what happened at work? Does she really do real estate <sighs> or does she do property management for the building that she stays yeah. in? Or for those apartments. Because we question, saw her apartment, though. and it's like, yes, we do. Eh. does she work at the leasing office, maybe? Until she, maybe she has her real estate license. But I, I don't know. We're, we don't have enough information, but yeah. you're right. 
and they're arguing and fighting and then staying together and having sex and i i kept rejecting her i didn't know what to do well and then he so i stuck my penis in her that he was being scolded by dr pepper for something and i guess for predicting the future because he'd be yeah. like oh this isn't gonna work and so so then he was like so basically he was saying so how can y'all say that i'm leading her on when i keep telling y'all that you know this isn't gonna work so I don't really know. Like, Zach just, between him and Michaela, I, I'm just, I'm tired. Like, it's just, it's neither of them are making any sense. Mm, it's um, bad. So it's pretty bad. He basically ends this conversation by saying that he may not get married in the future, but he definitely wants <laughs> children. Fine, Zach. You have, you've got, you're so young, you've got enough time. Um, he also says she looks nice and he hopes she he hopes she's moved on and he'll always be there for her. And I was like, that's not the like, kind of thing you need to say to somebody. That no, like, it's you not. don't have to be there for everybody. You don't like and uh, don't. Be that's there not for her, actually. Like, well, let's just not be there for her because you don't see need to this be is there the thing. Her. I think they really, you know, spoke a lot about this abandonment, her trust issues. And now he's like, I cannot leave her. I mean, Even I honestly, divorced her. I can't get away from her and i actually do understand that because and we'll get into that when we talk uh with the experts when they come out because they mm. almost have positioned him to where like he can't like he's in the wrong for not being able to like really oh, understand yeah. her and i whew, i've got some thoughts about that um it's damaging to him and damaging to yes, her because she absolutely. doesn't need to be tied to him either they yep. They just truly need to well, separate. You know, as be Pasha Cal said, marriage ain't for punks, you know. It ain't, but this ain't, this is not this is not just marriage. This mm. this is a whole production. Very so sad, very sad. Uh, <sighs> so yeah, so Zach leaves the stage, and then we mm -hmm. transition into Bow and Johnny. Mm -hmm. Um, Johnny says that he left out of this experiment. I'm sorry, this experiment with a divorce, but he has. Um, he but he has now a great group of friends that um, he really cherishes and they hang out all the time. Apparently, this friendship with the cast is like very strong. It's interesting. Johnny all, seems to have a lot of friends. Broken. He seems like a friendly guy. Yes, um, yes. So he's very happy that he's got a good group of friends now. Val says that the wedding was one of the happiest days of her life. It was a beautiful wedding. Um, mm -hmm. And then the one month anniversary where they did the skydiving, like those were some great experiences for her. And Johnny says that the happiest days for him were the homework assignments uh, because he they really came... liked that homework, man. I mean, I'm sure he did. <laughs> he would be um, a good a good person in therapy. You know, that's kind of how that read to me. I was like, you like homework? Go to therapy. Yeah. Go. He said It'd that it came at the best possible moments. And then we get this really weird extended scene of some role playing. <laughs> um, Bao was being a nurse and he was being a patient. At one point, he's like bent over on the couch. She's giving him a massage. Uh, he tries to grab her ass and she says, You should grab it more. Hmm. Um, Johnny says um, afterwards that they had some great time. So I'm like, So the sex was good, basically. Is that what you're saying, Johnny? Or the sex that you wanted to have because the sex that she initiated. Because yeah, even it was in good until it was. Till it wasn't. Yeah, because even that clip, she was like, you should grab it more. You know, basically insinuating that he's not really taking charge. I hate mm -hmm. Johnny, you guys. I really don't like him. Um, so Bao says that, you know, what she learned in this marriage was that the obstacles don't necessarily ruin the marriage, but they can if you let it. Mm. 
and Johnny says that off camera they had very different conversations. Um, apparently, Bao didn't want to talk about sex on camera, and she didn't think that that was wrong because that was something that she wanted to keep private, especially from her family. Um, they apparently. I guess didn't tell us when they consummated the marriage or apparently alleged that maybe uh, they did or didn't or they did, but not. I think they intentionally misled the timeline of when they did. Okay. 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 Um, like they were like, yeah, we did it then and they probably did it sooner, but whatever. Okay. So she said she wanted to be on the same page. She just wasn't ready for her family to hear all that. And so Johnny said that he, felt like Bao needed to present herself a certain way to look good and that she would always like plan conversations and plan responses and so Johnny basically said that that was a huge problem for him because he is very secure with himself and feels like that's basically very fake of her um Johnny says that he wanted the entire love story to be captured on air and a lot of things were off camera and he really didn't like that so then Bao says that, you know, basically she's got anxiety. She has social anxiety, like her family wasn't comfortable with filming. And Johnny keeps saying that he's extremely comfortable with who he is and he never has to plan any conversations. What I took from this is that Johnny doesn't understand anxiety. Like he really does not understand. Anxiety has nothing to do with like being true to yourself or like whatever. Like, you can still have the best intentions and still be a very anxious person and just be concerned with how you're going to be portrayed and viewed because you're on a television show. So I was just really confused with him being like, oh, well, I'm comfortable with who I am, so it doesn't matter. I'm good with filming. It's like, okay, you are, but she's not. Well, to his defense, I think he wanted to respect that initially and like, yes, we can talk about these things. Um... And then we can film about the same things. And to her th- to her credit as well, she was saying, were the conversations we had off camera really not that different? But he was saying in the moment when he'd be on camera, he felt like he couldn't say things unless it was like pre-approved, you know? Oh. I think that's how he was feeling. He was feeling like a little stifled. I think like he understood like, okay, let's have these conversations and then we'll have them again or whatever, or we'll go into depth uh-huh. and they weren't that different. But he's like, I need. I had needed to talk to Bao first before I could say anything or bring up anything new, so to speak. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, well then that's a whole nother conversation. Because to yeah. me, it made it seem like he just didn't understand her anxiety and was just like, well, why can't you just be true to yourself? Just be, just be real. But to your point, if he's thinking, or maybe she was basically saying like, look, we need to talk about things before we talk about them on camera, which I agree can be very stifling. Well, yeah, because life goes on in front of the camera as well. Right, like, what exactly. if there's a new topic? Yeah, what if I like, want to address I just, this? I can't check with you every time. I mean, yeah, that would be insane. Yeah, so I think um, that's what he was trying to say. He kept, like, walking out and, like, grunting mm. and hollering because he just, <laughs> he was trying to respect <laughs> this. And he hollering. ultimately said, like, I regret agreeing to that. Even though yeah. he did it, like, throughout the season, he regretted agreeing to it because it didn't feel like things could just flow naturally. Everything had to be you know, pre-discussed, but there's not always that kind of time. Just go off book. You know, Johnny's very concerned about doing the right things as well. All these men are just so, oh, I'm just so over them. I think he should have said things and that, because when, 
I think this happened in the show when we saw the montage of Johnny complaining to his friends and things like Jose. Mm-hmm. Um, and Val had known that Johnny said those things and she was taken aback by them. But I think Johnny could say things to Jose off book. But in like mm. the group settings and when they were filming together, he and like the experts are asking them questions. It was like, well, let's go the agreed upon answer. Right. Even yeah, if I don't yeah. feel that oh, way. Okay, well that's, yeah. So it does come across like... A little it's not manipulative but it's like no but it is yeah very, it is like, yeah i mean it's been i don't want to say it's manipulative i think it's more so like i think it's just the anxiety like i yeah. really think her anxiety just took over and she was just like we gotta talk about this 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 and you know i, I just don't want to see be this way on camera like i totally get it i don't think she was trying to like shape him or Make no, I don't think she was person. being malicious, but if you come to me with a spreadsheet of all the things we need to talk about and the ways we need to talk about them, I'm like, look, Wait, can we was just... there an actual spreadsheet? I don't know. No, okay. That... No, no, no. I was but like, if what? there was, because, I mean, how else was she going to keep track of all these things and dates and things Ooh, to say? But... I'm, getting, I'm, I'm getting tired. Just I think that's why he'd be like, this is, you're fake, because, like, you're planning oh. everything to the T, well, and there's okay. no room for, like, improv. Well, then there's a mix, they're, they're, just, they're just not matched well, because I yeah. need someone to be able to be like, look, I know you don't mean to be malicious or mean to be insane, but right now you're <laughs> acting incredibly insane. Let's figure out a way so that we can make this work for the both of us. Yeah, I mean, if he could have said, like, even in their off-camera conversations, if he would have said, like, this feels stifling and controlling. Yes, yes. She could have adjusted and said, like, okay, well, I'll just play what I want to say, and, like, Ugh. I'll give you some, I'll let you do what you want to do. It's just... But even that, I guess I now yeah, understand... Yeah, that doesn't sound good either. Yeah, I now understand what you're saying, because it's like, well, like, what? Like, we're not acting here. Like, I don't, you know, this isn't, like, I know this is a scripted reality TV show, but, like... You know, I, I just want to kind of, you know, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel yeah, like I think Johnny have... was just, like, wanting to vibe with her. Yeah. Oh, and it was, Lord. like, probably I mean, very he's challenging. Still, he's still trash. Like, don't get me wrong. Still trash. But, like, I do feel like now hearing that, I feel like I don't know if they could have worked that out because that seems kind of like a just, like, a, a fundamental, fundamental personality just mismatch. Yeah, I mean, and I'm he didn't also have the patience to like deal with that. So yeah, I'm also thinking that's why he liked the homework though, because they would get the homework and that would be filmed from like the time oh. they get it to the whole thing. So she'd be a little bit more natural, right? 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 Um, and he also said something like it was be- uh, the best times for him was when he caught her off guard, like when, oh, <laughs> when she wasn't yeah. expecting something. Oh Lord! So it's just. It That's doesn't, it's not a match because he wants to be super casual and she is not that way, even though she can yeah. be fun. But like, I think this is a high, a high, highly stressful situation for her well, to and honestly, they probably would have did better without the cameras if yeah. that were the case. Well, that's why Johnny wanted to stay married. Wow, that's crazy. Or that's what he says somewhere down yeah, here. Yeah, but after that, I mean, like he had said so much shit about her yeah, appearance to come and back her attraction. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm your giddiness is so disgusting. I mean, like he's really like said some awful things. He should have planned his conversations <laughs> as well, maybe. Or what not to say? Because like now it's like I get what you're saying, but you've said so much shittiness to her. Like it doesn't even matter. Yeah, I mean, this was. Uh, I guess eye-opening to me because when he said yes, I was like, why the fuck is he saying yes? Yeah, I really but didn't now get it, it makes sense. 
Yeah, once he's had a chance to pull his thoughts together, and I want y'all to know, Johnny showed up on this show. He had his makeup done. He looked more alive than he has in the past. Um, he had like a paisley shirt on, but you know, I guess. we'll take what we can get. Um, but yeah, I think he was saying like, without that, let's see how we can do with just us because. Yeah, you know. I mean, I hear you, but at the same time, like you literally just told me that you know when I'm giddy, you find me unattractive. Like, yeah. you're not sexually mm-hmm. attracted to me. So, like, after you've said those things, like, why would I even want to make it he's work? He's lying. How does his penis keep getting hard? Girl, exactly. Like, he's such an idiot. Like, all you want to do is have sex <laughs> with her, but yet sense. you're not attracted to her. Like, stop it. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I didn't mean to spend that, that much long that long with them. But, like, it was just so <laughs> interesting. Um, so, yeah. So, then um, Johnny says that he's in his sixth session of uh, relationship therapy. Okay, I've never heard of that. <laughs> I've never heard of that either. How can you Good have job. relationship therapy when you're not, there's not a, a partner? So it's just therapy, he's, right? He's doing something. I don't know what it is, but yeah. whatever. Sound, it sounds good. Going to talk to somebody is good. Whoever, yeah. Hopefully it's and licensed. It's, and it's the sixth session, so that's professional. Great. Um, And then Johnny said that he referenced the Meredith for Sight Australia version where they swap partners. Mm-hmm. He was saying how... Um, how it would have been interesting to be swapped, uh, matched with Mirla, uh, because he said, and I quote, "Couldn't find anything he couldn't accommodate with her." Yikes. Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting because even in comparing Mirla and Bao, these are both two people who know what they want. But you know how we've said like Johnny has mommy issues, he has daddy issues, he needs mm. to like follow someone. I think Bao was trying to let him lead. Yes. And he yes, doesn't know where the hell yes. he's going. He so if he can just goes. follow Mirla. Follow Mirla, that's exact. You're actually, Mirla will tell you exactly what to do, right. and he yeah. can just do the things and yeah. be the person. You're so, so right. oh, this was, yeah, this was loaded with, with those two. Um, Heavens. They do share a few a few laughs. There's some, some lightness in there, I guess. Um, but he did tell us that he didn't stay at the apartment the last two weeks. Yeah, last two weeks. Yeah, I didn't realize that, um, because he said he felt like a broken man, apparently. <laughs> and whatever Bao was doing, it worked it when she broke Shut him. Up. I don't like when people say things like that, because I don't feel like people are intentionally being mean to you well no and that's why i can't get on his side it's yeah. like i understand what you're saying but then you say crazy shit like I'm a broken it's like man. she's you a mastermind she's a mastermind and she's like trying to do these things to him i don't believe it that no but sense to me. <sighs> um but he shares his similar line of thought that similar line of thought to zach and saying that well if i if I said no, it would have been forever, like, no, no going back. But I, don't, I think he should have made, made, paid attention a little bit sooner um, to how sure. Bao was, was feeling, how she was feeling. Um, she said she gave him all of her, and he just didn't like what he got, which is pretty true. Yeah. I don't know why he thinks it would be different with the cameras off. It can't be that different. Um, she said she's happier now. She saw herself as surprisingly more patient than she's ever been. She's still ready to be married. Mm, she's dating, but she's not going to talk too much about it, quote, unquote. <laughs> um, Johnny's been dating someone for a month as well. He says he's not dating a cast member. It's not merely despite the rumors. He says he loves her and he hangs out with her the most out of anyone, mm-hmm. which is it's very weird. I'm it is shocked. weird. 
I'm actually not shocked. I have a theory about this, and I saw it on Reddit as well. Oh. Um, I'll, I'll discuss when we get to the group scenes, but I'm actually okay. not shocked. So. so between Bao and Johnny, they think better matches would have been Brett and Gil, Mirla and Johnny, Bao and Ryan, and, or this is all Johnny saying this, yeah. Bao and Ryan, <laughs> Rachel and Jose would stay together, and then Bao's like, well, me and Zach wouldn't be bad either. Um... And then we kind of go into our next scene, which is the ladies sitting and talking with their red and green outfits. Ugh. Yeah, I could have kept this ladies uh, conversation. Um, what actually happened? Let's see. Nothing really happened. Michaela's on the outs again. Yeah. Um, she doesn't really blend well with any of the groups. Because she's insane. So they have like, her sitting all the way on the... She's like and, screaming. She, <laughs> she can't even she, hear. <laughs> she's so far away. On the outside of the conversation, her and Mirla, I think, are the ones sitting furthest on either side. Um, we get a montage of Michaela at the bachelor party, bachelorette party, drunk. Um, <sighs> you know, they're trying to say nice things about her, Bless but her. she also brings up um, the Snowvid that we had. Oh, she did? She did. And I thought about that because they got married, like, in February. Oh, yeah. Right? And Snow had happened in February, so. Oh, damn. I'm not well, no, sure. Well, they must have been on, on honeymoon at the time, right? I don't think so. Because hmm. that was, like, the week of February 18th. I'll never forget that. Well, we need to figure that out because she brought it up and I was like, well, how does that impact things? I can't remember the how she brought it up or why she brought it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, I can't remember if she said like that was, I think that was before the actual marriage. But oh. it's interesting that that happened in the midst of this filming. Well, were they and filming it, then or were they about to film? Well, if they had already identified who they wanted to get married, they should have already been filming. Well, hold on, let me, I feel like... Like, they would have done, like, their matchmaking things, and then, like, notify, like, you're gonna get married in two weeks, and then, like, they somehow jumped over the state shutting down. Right, that's crazy. There was, okay, I'm gonna do some research as we talk, because there was a timeline. Um, Yeah, we talked about that last time, we couldn't find it, but maybe... Yeah, and I couldn't find it still, but I do feel Mm -hmm. like it exists, so I'm gonna keep looking for it. Okay, while you're doing that... Um, we hear from Brett. She says, or I think Kevin brings up. Kevin's still here, y'all. I know we haven't mentioned Jesus. that, but he's yeah, he's still orchestrating. <laughs> Brett says she hasn't had sex in two years, and she was, you know, one of the only people who didn't consummate her marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, she says she doesn't have sex with people just willy-nilly, and she's okay with it being as long as it's been because, you know, one and a half of those years was COVID or something like that. She says she doesn't fear any kind of intimacy, which I was like, hmm... I don't know if you were really initiating a lot of intimate conversations, but okay. Okay. I found the... Um, Ooh, that was quick. Okay, so the weddings were February 21st through the 23rd. So the weddings happened right after the snowstorm. Wait, how long were we... Because we were without power for... We were without power that whole week. Well, um, honestly, I think it depends on where you were. I know I didn't have water up until Sunday, the 21st. <laughs> Mm, let me see. Hold but I think on. Houston might have been. Were they in better? I don't know. This maybe started they, on the weekend. Let me see. I was out of town. I got back. So yes, it must have been the 14th. On the 14th. Yes. And that's yep. when it had just started because I asked you if you could drive. And so it was from the 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th, 
And then things started to turn around on the 18th. And they got married on the 21st? Is that what you're saying? Yes, they got married that Sunday. So I don't know what they did that first week. Everything must have already been planned. Because nothing That's was That's amazing. Well, yeah, nothing was open. Like, the airports were... No, yeah, like, there was no... There was nothing there power. Was no power. So, like, I don't know how they did that. And yeah, like, because you remember we saw, like, it. them going ring shopping and bachelorette parties and things like that. Then they got married, like, without a hitch. And my... I completely forgot. I was like, oh, so yeah, this, this seems normal. Happened. So, if the weddings were the 21st, they must have did all the... Um, the bachelorette shit like the weekend of like february 5th or 6th or something maybe or I even maybe know. the week of the or maybe like the 12th or the 13th because the snow didn't come in until like the 13th 14th i think yeah Ooh, Lord, it was sorry, there was y'all. definitely you, snow you on to the 14th <laughs> it's very <laughs> fresh in our minds so as dramatic. you can see especially because it's probably gonna happen again <laughs> <laughs> we'll try to do better this year a couple people i know have already said they're gonna bring their camping stuff inside and they're Girl, gonna be ready to someone out there ready to us. camp i mean <laughs> my dog has more clothes now so he won't be limited in what we can wrap him up in Girl. <sighs> we'll we'll see what happens but if, if y'all don't hear from us for a couple weeks in february we got god again Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're just trying to figure out what's happening. We oh, don't Lord. know. It's it's bad. It's cold now, but it's not snow, so Jeez. thank the Lord. Um, we hear from Michaela. She doesn't like Ryan, and she feels like he was more interested in her relationship than his own, which is kind of true. But I don't think Ryan likes her either, so <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's necessary. like, ooh, controversial. The if Michaela says she doesn't like someone, it's just like, okay, girl. Shut up, girl. They Jeez. talk about Bao and her uh, spreadsheets. They call her CEO Bao, apparently. She says she didn't need to make a spreadsheet for decision day because she was very decided on what she wanted to do and didn't have any hesitations. Um, Rachel updates everyone that they are back together, her and Jose. <laughs> Mirla is shocked. She says this is new information to her. And Rachel says she didn't want to tell people because it's embarrassing to be, like, back and forth with your partner. It is. Um, it is. You know, it's... It's like, make up <laughs> but your Mir- mind. Mirla was so happy she was single. I kind of understand why she wouldn't want to tell Mirla. Mm-hmm. Um, who is... Oh, oh, they talk about... Oh. I was going to mention that they talk about Mirla and Gil. Yes, um, Kevin says it was a shocker. Yes, Bao says that she was very surprised. Um, Rachel says that she knew and she was completely shocked. But mm-hmm. when she heard Mirla's side of the story, it made sense. She said that they had a lot of similar issues. And Mirla says that, you know, you don't call me high maintenance all the time. You don't call me diva all the time and not expect, like, and not expect something from that. So I thought that was very mm-hmm. interesting. That's the first time that she'd ever said that, like, you calling me all the all this shit is actually upsetting me. Which Again, it's like I wish she had said that you know prior to. You, you could know. have said this week one honeymoon. And maybe she because did. Anytime. Like I don't know because we never saw it, so I don't know. If well, maybe, when like, they were on the honeymoon on the balcony, and she was like, "You think I'm high maintenance?" He was like, "Yeah," and yeah. like they had that little discussion about it. But I'm like, "Did it go like?" That probably would have been the time to really nip it in the bud right then instead of well, letting it Well, but honestly, it just went downhill on. from there. Like, every other week we were, we were talking about her high maintenance mm-hmm. and, the, and the money and the clothes. And she was just like, <laughs> so that's why I was like, I mean, could we have told him this? Like, every time, like, don't call me that maybe? Like, may- I don't know. 
I feel like if you tell somebody something, you, you give them, you know, three times, like, okay. I'm not going to tell you no more. Like, I'm not into it. I'm just not, I'm not here for it. I could see, like, maybe if it slipped your mind. That's why I give you, like, the first two passes. But I don't feel like she was very forthcoming with that information. She did say he doesn't bring out the best in her. And I was like, okay, yes. that's reasonable. That is. Uh, but it's it's easier for that to be reasonable, like, you know, sooner than yeah. than that. Then later, because surely it didn't take you eight weeks and, you know, some change to figure that out. Something, again, something happened after decision day, and they're not telling us. I know. I'm very, very curious what happened. Like, who, because it sounds like something switched with her. Yeah. And, like, maybe she talked to her family, they clowned him. I don't know, but something Something definitely happened. happened. Because, I mean, I'm still looking at the timeline. Um, Decision day was in mid-April, so then... So I guess like May, right before the summer is when she was like, it's not working out for me, dog. Let's just go Mm. ahead and part ways. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, somebody knows something. If you know something, say something. Let us know what's happening. We're wondering. We do see this uh, montage of Mirla and Gil having this back and forth banter where uh, she's, well, no, she's not it's not banter. She's complaining about everything yeah. um, from the start of the show to the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, they say she just likes the nice things, but she would give you the clothes off of her back. That's the kind of person she is. Okay. And I was like, okay. But she really was complaining throughout the whole entire... It wasn't just... Well, like, and I mean, honestly, like, everything that she was complaining about in Key West, I'm sorry. But, like, that was warranted <laughs> because that was madness and mayhem and it was gross. Um, I mean, it wasn't ideal, but... It was disgusting, Jade. Like, how you going to massage that girl outside in a bathing suit? Well, that wasn't in the montage. I know, but I'm just thinking, like, can it get any worse? (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a rocky start to a marriage, though. Like, if you just meet someone and they're, like, negative from the start, and then, like, I feel like it's just really... These first impressions, they need to be more careful with, I think. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I'm um, sure Brett will take a Xanax next time she gets on a flight because that's that. I mean, that ruined them. I mean, they stamp you. This is your first time meeting someone. It's very intimate. Yeah. And I understand, like, what you see is what you get, but, like, let's try to give people a more complete picture of us. Yes, yes. As opposed to, like, just, like, this extreme side of us. I agree. So, I agree. Uh, so we then we... meet with the experts. Yes. Goodness. Dr. Let's Viviana talk about these outfits. So matronly. I was like, are you like, <laughs> what is happening? Like that dress, her glam, everything. I was just like, I don't think they know how to style her. Awful. <laughs> I was like, this is the worst I've ever seen you look ever. Now, what I'm thinking here is they have one stylist for all the experts. Gross. I think Pastor Cal might problem. pick out his own clothes, but. I feel like the same person <laughs> that's styling Dr. Pepper is also styling Oof, Viviana. Yeah, well, that's important. And so, because I don't know, like, she just, she, her outfits are what really struggling. What does she have on? I don't know, but, like, her, <laughs> I'm not really sure. She had on blue, and then Pastor like Cat had on blue, too. long sleeve dress with some sort of, like, brooch. I was like, mm. what are you doing? Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what's happening with her, but it's... <gasps> and then, you know, Dr. Pepper wears her regular, like, blazers and brooches. And... Does she have a blazer on? 
thought it was just a card. Dr. Pepper usually wears like a blazer and like some little scarf thing. Like just yeah, like I old don't ladies. even see what she's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even see it. Pastor Calvi have on a suit. Dr. Vivian, I was like, someday I mean, from the Pocahontas outfit to this, like That's what I'm find telling you. A brand. Hopefully it's not her that's look. doing this to herself. But she I don't know. I think one thing with her though is she's really uh bottom heavy and hippie. And so what, I think that would, would make her a perfect. Uh, yeah. So uh, I think they're trying to like dress her for that shape, but it doesn't always pan out right. Somebody's, you know, I don't know. Anywho, she's, she's in. Yeah, that's she's not why we're here. Let's move along. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, guys, but I was just like, what is she wearing? Um, yeah. So they said that this season was uh, a huge roller coaster for them, and that there were mm-hmm. twists and turns and ups and downs, and yeah. that this season told them they can only do so much. Mm. I mean, that um, should have been obvious from the beginning because once these people get together, like you don't, you don't, I don't know, I don't think these investigations are very thorough. But well, honestly, like you obviously can't it, know everything about a person. And let's keep it one hundred. Y'all not picking these couples. The producers are okay. So like, <sighs> let's just keep it real here. Like y'all doing shit. They give they they trickle down the pool and they give y'all at least like ten or twelve people and y'all choose from there. So like let's let's just keep it one hundred. Oh well, yeah. So they can only do so much then if you're only exactly. giving you know, that's ten options. Were, that's why when Kevin was like, "Oh, another match," I'm like, "Shut up, Kevin!" Like <laughs> this is not curated list. Goodness. Um, it's so, bad. yeah, so they start talking about Dr. Michaela Pepper said she was the most surprised by Bao and Johnny and Merely oh, and Gil. yes, she was. She did, with an mm-hmm. emphasis on Bao and Johnny, because she really felt like, I think from the wedding, they had just this great connection. Um, and then with Merely and Gil, you know, obviously, I guess, I don't know. I, don't, I, don't I think they both could have worked, should, well... Mirla and Gil could have worked if Mirla was more communicative about whatever she was thinking. And if Gil was less communicative about what he was thinking about her. <laughs> exactly. He's a chatty Kathy. He's like a gossip. Jeez. You know how I feel about Gil. But mm-hmm. if both of them could have, if he could have came down and she could have came up, I think mm-hmm. we could have had a stronger relationship. Because I don't know, their relationship didn't seem very in-depth to me. It didn't seem like super, super deep and, you know, emotional. It just seemed like we're like we're two friends hanging out. Um, But Bao and Johnny, if he would have gone to relationship therapy before Mm -hmm. or any kind of therapy, I think they probably would have had a better shot. But (sighs) he just he didn't know what to do with her. She didn't know what to do with him. And I think a lot of that. A lot of their relationship, I think, was tainted by their past of knowing each other in college. Yeah, because you know, Bao was like Johnny's a, a party boy, and da 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 da. That's kind of hard to unsee when you know he's like fucking all your friends, and like, that's it's kind of hard. You're not going in with a completely blank slate image, so okay. <sighs> it's it's not great. But yeah, they start talking about Michaela and Zachary. Yes, so Pastor Cal took his glasses off when referencing Michaela. <laughs> um, Dr. Pepper said that... In distress, boy. Yeah, he, he looks He looks so... But then Dr. Pepper really threw me here, where she says that Zach could have been a better supporter to her instead of reacting in horror. Wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't really know what to say about that. I thought that. she said horror, and I was like, wow, horror? Uh- <laughs> wow. So I now mean, we want to, you know, when people are having like 
these, you know, knee-jerk reactions, as she calls it, which is really just, you know, unfiltered rage. Um, we're supposed to just, what? Like, just what? Like, what if I'm not equipped to handle that? Well, that's the thing, because what support does he have to handle that? Y'all know he right. hasn't been in any long-term relationships. His parents have been married forever. Yeah, the last one so- she had was nine months. Why y'all think he can <laughs> handle that? <laughs> and again, he's only 27. Michaela is 30 years old, has a lot of background. And, and a lot of baggage. Like, yeah, that's what I was going to say. A lot We've of background, a lot of baggage. yet to see her mother at all throughout this mm. whole process. Mm. Michelle, want, so, Michelle want Zach to support her. Like, make it make sense. I think he could. It's just, it's a big ask. You know, when you think you're going to come into a marriage with someone who's emotionally ready. And like, I'm like, if I was going to be on this experiment, I'd be like, okay, I'm getting someone who's, you know, ready to be here. They've been vetted. I'm hopeful that they're going to be in a similar place as me. But that's not what he got. He got this person that, you know, truly needs a stronger partner. Mm-hmm. This is not just a complimentary. This can't be just like a 50, 50 relationship. She needs a lot of help in a lot of areas. Right. Exactly. From a partner. And I think it's, it's too, it's a little unrealistic, but I don't think she, they had known everything going on with her before. I think they were like, Oh, she lost her dad and he has a really stable family. And so like that'll work or whatever wow if only um, it was that simple y'all Jeez. i mean that's what it sounds like they said to me like he has a couple siblings she got a couple siblings they both love family they'll work they're black you know Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know well, yeah, um but so... nobody could, apparently could have predicted her and you know these reactions right the, yeah. she just and couldn't just, seem to calm and down i just didn't appreciate that like we're just gonna like glaze over the fact that she fucking like trashed an, an airbnb threw shit you know tossed shit jumped over shit but it's zach who could have been a better supporter like y'all shut mm-hmm. up like get the fuck out of here <sighs> yeah i mean he didn't have any physical displays of anger even though he was very frustrated throughout this entire thing but again, I I think they thought Michaela was one way. She presented one way and then flipped the switch like she does. And mm-hmm. he, he can't unsee that. He's like, this bitch moved out. He didn't even see her do anything until she broke the glass. So <sighs> it's not great. Yeah. So then they, they talked some... briefly. <laughs> oh, yeah, about Brett and Ryan, I don't even know what they said. They just said, uh, yeah, Dr. Pepper <laughs> said dating your type hasn't worked. So let's get a new silo or some kind of uh, country reference she made to try something new. Like you've dated a bunch of people who you thought you would have liked and none of those work. So try this one. And that's, that's it for them. They kind of move on to Marilyn Gill after that. Yes. So they say that they were all very shocked. Um, They loved how their love story played out like a slow burn Mm. and had potential like no other. Um, doc, uh, Dr. Pepper says that Mirla was saying all these things about how this was the best thing that ever happened to her. Um, but then Pastor Cal said that some people are scared of success and they pick apart all the challenges and make mountains out of mohills. Oh, I'm sorry, that was Dr. Pepper. Um, uh, what are your thoughts? I disagree. About all of it? I disagree about all of it. Uh, some people mm-hmm. are scared of success and they pick apart the challenges and make mountains out of molehills. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. Like, this is not my boyfriend. Like, this is my husband. 
And if this is something that I'm going to have to endure for forever, forever, and ever, then, like, the mountains become, the molehills become mountains as the years go on. Um, this whole, some people are scared of success. I don't even know what the fuck that means. Like, I'm, I don't I even think understand what that means. <laughs> oh, I'm calling on you guys. I think um, I have a step aside. Oh, was I, did I sound far away? Yes. Oh, sorry. I was like trying to reach for this charger, then it was tangled up, and I was like, "Oh, well." But I was listening and have thoughts. Yeah, and I and just one more thing about like some people are scared of success, and like this really brought me back to when they had that conversation, Mila and Gil, about savings and how he virtually had no savings. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I remember Mila saying that it's going to be like they're starting over, like how they Mm -hmm. were at 25, where like you now have to rebuild, you have to build again. And she's 35 and has a sustain, you know, has a really great career, has a very large savings, is ready to probably purchase property. Like, I I understand this feeling of like, well, damn, like, am I going to be the financial driver? Like, am I going to be the one who's like sitting down and doing budgets? Am I going to be the one who's going to have to pull up a slide because he ain't got no fucking savings and it's in Columbia underneath some, some mattress. Like I understand, (laughs) like that doesn't to me feel like we're setting it up for success. That doesn't to me feel like we're trending in the right direction because at my age right now, I don't want someone I don't want to gill. Well, if I'm being honest. <laughs> so, okay, yes. I would agree. Two two things. So, with in respect to what you just said, I think that's a fine observation, maybe even accurate, if you can tell that to your partner. Like, I'm not really interested mm-hmm. in starting over financially. Mm-hmm. What's your plan to... Like, if you want to stay married to me, do you have a plan to, like become more financially stable in the next I'll give you like six months yeah because the plan can't just be for her to spend less like can't be like well, you yeah go shopping like this ain't got nothing to do with me this is you like what do you yeah do? so like if these are your concerns and they're viable I'm not saying they're not yeah. but if you didn't say like this is gonna be make or break for me like mm-hmm. this finance thing I really need us to be on the same page with this I understand we come from different places but we need to get this together and we also need to get the way you talk to me together right if you were interested in staying married to someone, I feel like you would have those conversations. Because she didn't say that, it doesn't seem like she's interested in staying married to him. Like, if you wanted to put in the work, you would put in the work. But mm-hmm. I also hear with this whole, like, what did he say? People are fearful or whatever. <clears throat> How that can be perceived as her self-sabotaging. Yeah. Um, because Mirla, I mean, her relationships haven't worked out in the past. Mm-hmm. Even when she's dated people who are similar to her. She's dated people, I guess, who are unsimilar to her. And so something about that also is like, what is going on with Mirla where her relationships aren't working out? Because by all means, she's successful. Right. And she's sure of what she wants, but she says no to everybody, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's kind of what Gil was thinking before. Like, she's going to be tired of me. Right. And yeah, yeah, she yeah. was. So, like, how did she become more tolerant and accepting of other people i guess Mm -hmm. i don't know but that makes sense i mean i don't know dr pepper was just like kind of off dr pepper is uh (laughs) you know throughout this throughout this 
this uh, not this this season, but this episode, I was like, homegirl is just shooting straight from the hip. She needs to like back <laughs> like, it down. A, a well, bit. let's you know, let's use the doctor language. You know, the information that you know she's acquired. Because I'm like, a lot of this just feels like personal opinions and don't even feel <laughs> like any type of like study or anything. So I disagree. yeah, as um, as she was talking throughout this, I was like, she what? she's really telling us how she. <laughs> She like, feels this is how here. you feel like, but what you know? What does science say, or like, what 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 does your study yeah, say? Yeah, she this? was having like, a hard time separating herself from yeah, from everything else going on. Strange. I was like, I could see it. I was like, girl, take a step yeah. back, breathe. And then breathe. she tells us that she was very uh, offended by Mirla showing up drunk to her. Yes, I thought that was interesting too. So y'all know, yeah, because I was like, about... why didn't you tell her? I don't know. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Because confusion. <laughs> Even I, when Dr. Pepper at the beginning says, I saw Mirla on numerous occasions and she, she said how happy she was, blah, blah, blah. We do this extended clip of Mirla drunk crying, which y'all know how I feel. Like, are these drunk yeah. feelings her feelings or it's, whatever? But so, now, so then it leads me to think that, like, Dr. Pepper, did you think that that was her being honest? Like, she's drunk. Well, I think that might be the only footage they have to kind of go back mm. into that. But then she's saying that she's offended. She said it was a huge disrespect to come into a meeting dead, dead drunk. drunk. And <laughs> I thought that dead was drunk. funny. That was hysterical. Um, she came in dead drunk because she knew she was going to have this meeting and apparently she decided to get drunk. And that was a choice that she made because you know if you drink multiple drinks, you will get drunk. Um, most drunk. people can... De- dead drunk uh, yeah however that works she see she was saying these little these little sayings that i was like this feels very non-clinical um yeah but i'm like the whole time mirla was there you didn't tell Mirla like let's we need to reschedule this or you didn't say like right. you know anything to her you're like i just want you to know you're not sober yet and you're sitting there engaging with her trying to do this interview it's it's disingenuous so for me weird. exactly egg Exactly. Yeah. So, Dr. Pepper, this episode, I was like, girl, get out. Like, I'm good on you. I don't even know Mm-mm. what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, she so, yeah. was so annoying. I know y'all uses the, like, Pastor Kyle is annoying, but I feel like at least he, you, he's always saying what he thinks. Yeah, this is Dr. Absolutely. Pepper. Pastor Kyle, I mean, he, you know. <laughs> he owns it. <laughs> he's but... what he's opinion, you know, Mary Jane from Fox. <laughs> um, so, then we get into Johnny and Bao. And Dr. Viviana gives us this really interesting take on Bao, where she says that... It's a hot take. Very interesting. That, um, that Bao is go with the flow on the outside, but on the surface, she has an anxiety and is calculating and tries to make things go her way. She has symptoms in place to make sure that everything always goes her way. So then Pastor Cal and Dr. Pepper say, we do not agree with that. Pastor Cal says that Bao is very logical and just wants to think things out. What do you think about this? Because I, I actually agree with Pastor Cal. I don't think that Bao was trying to be intentionally like calculating. I think it's just the anxiety takes over. I don't necessarily think that she has fucking symptoms in place to make sure things always go her way. Like, I don't necessarily well, think that's true. Now, I think the language could have been adjusted here because I agree with both of them, truthfully. I think Bao is calm on the outside. She wants to be fun. She wants to be easygoing. But I agree that she's very anxious inside and has an idea of how things should go. Most of us, 
have an idea of how things should go, kind of like expectations versus reality. We're like, if I do this and this and this, then everything will be wonderful and right. then it'll turn Absolutely. out like that. Like, that's a very normal thought pattern. Yeah. But I think when Dr. Viviana said that she's calculating and manipulative, I was like, that's, that could be that's like a her... gross mischaracterization. Yes. Exactly. Because I too, like, again, I've always made it clear that I like see myself in bow because I am, I can be very good with the flow on the outside, but I am always thinking. Yeah. You have system in place. You're like systems in place. You're like, okay, well, if I, when I, in order to keep everyone happy or in order to not ruin a relationship, I will do this. I will, you know, most people. Right. And so when she was like, oh, well that's calculating and manipulative. I'm like, I don't think that's what that is. Like, it's just me thinking about the things and how I want them to go X or Y. Like, it's not me trying to manipulate the situation. I'm not manipulating people. If anything, I'm trying to keep myself in line. So again, I I just want everyone to understand what anxiety is before they're just like, you're manipulative. Like, let's let's just, you know, do some reading. I don't agree with that word choice. I agree with the actual depiction of how she feels, but it's it's tough i'm glad you know there's a little bit of pushback and some healthy discussion over that mm-hmm. um but yeah it's it's not particularly great after yeah. that they go into rachel and jose very briefly dr pepper is again <laughs> telling us Good how she Lord. feels i was like i mean she says that apparently jose has a huge anger problem mm-hmm. uh, he's extremely controlling and doesn't understand the extent of it Mm-hmm. Rachel has every right to be concerned. Okay, do you think that he has a huge anger problem? And then, uh, the way she said it made it seem like this man was like, you know, breaking doors <laughs> I mean, down. Again, <laughs> she starts telling us how she truly feels. God. Even though she hasn't said this. Um, oh my God. I was like, before, are we missing something? Like, is there some unseen I mean, footage of him throwing down like, some paper towels? Because save that energy for Michaela. Who actually has anger problems? No, she's like he has huge anger and is very controlling. And I was like, okay, I'm like I she's like, not missing words here. That's like, this just, is weird. Just, just throw the degree out the window. Just, just personal. <laughs> you don't need a degree. Goodness. Just, just all personal. I was very alarmed with that word choice. I mean, yes. I, I mean, there's a lot of not great word choices throughout this whole episode. Yeah. Just, like they were really in their feelings. These people have them all on hinge. I because, guess. I guess they sat down and they were like, "We're going to be people today. We're not going to be no experts." experts. <laughs> so yeah, like I definitely do think that he has some controlling issues. But mm-hmm. I, I and I do think that he, you know, got angry with her. Do I think he has a huge anger problem and needs? physical address like no <laughs> oh i think he needs fit to be physically addressed he needs to get that figured out oh because... no i definitely think he needs therapy for sure but not mm-hmm. even for that like he has a lot of issues from his parents divorce that i definitely think like stems from that um but again you know i'm not even I, i'm not even an expert and i'm just saying like <laughs> what it could be you know i'm not saying what i think but I do feel like he definitely could use, you know, maybe the, the similar relationship therapist yeah. that uh, Johnny's going to. Maybe they sure. will. You know, Johnny and Jose have a bromance, so maybe yeah, he'll exactly. send in the number and they'll both get better. But, yeah, um, Dr. Viviana makes an interesting point that control is all about anxiety, and I guess that applies to Jose and his nature. But I think Rachel's also anxious, yeah, and so we just have so. two people trying to make it. Which is true, kind of everywhere in life. Um, We go from them to the experts meeting with the couples. 
And so we see them meeting with Rachel and Jose first. Jose agrees with uh, Pastor Cal's assessment that marriage ain't for punks. Rachel says moving into his house was hard and they were arguing over a lot of little things. Pastor Cal wants to know what really changed um, for them to try again. Jose says he started putting work into his marriage. Rachel says she needed the arguing about arguing to change and um, all the kind of like being mean and passive aggressive stuff that Jose does. She says it's on both sides, but we're talking about Jose here. Yeah. Um, Jose looks really defensive. He's like not really engaging in the conversation. But then Dr. Prepper asks him about the anger mm-hmm. and uh, kind of twists his arm, makes him agree that <laughs> they make him agree that he can be domineering. Um, Rachel says he can be condescending. Um, she says yeah. she's open to moving back in eventually. They're currently seeing each other like two to three times a week and having at least like one mm-hmm. overnight. Which I think is fine for them. That's fine for now. That seems like dating, which is probably what you should do exactly. when you meet someone. So Pastor Cal thinks they'll be okay. Um, but they all agree that uh, professional help ongoing would be good for... Professional address. <laughs> professional. You know, it's just... That's, that's what she said, that. That's not death. I'm like, all yeah. right. Um, so then I mean, get... they could, we could really do that early on. And <laughs> yeah, really honestly, wait y'all until could provide some professional fucking address to these people before no, they're No, we don't want them chosen. to do it. We need, I'm we so don't need them to do them. it. We so. need an outsourced person who is not on the same payroll no, to, to do that. Very them. true. <laughs> that's the way I would, if I was doing things, I'd be like, okay, before you you know agree to sign on for the show do you have your own therapist if not you need to secure one and you need to yeah. agree to see them weekly during the filming Absolutely. so that would hmm. be too much likely i like that that was a good statement jade Pat, well, maybe you could maybe you could be you know no maybe we should thank you okay <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to mira and gill next dr pepper says she's confused because mira gave those powerful expressions of love well, and attachment <laughs> we see the same clip of drunk Mirla, and I guess this is the first time Gil is seeing it. So we see drunk Mirla. She says it's above and beyond what she could have expected. She's crying because Gil makes the bed and it takes two minutes, but it's very meaningful for her. And he buys her flowers every week. And he's just super consistent. This is where we lose Gil for the remainder of the episode. Yeah, he's um, Lord. Gil is emotional and he's like, I was blindsided. I never knew she felt a certain way. And it felt unfair, and he wishes she would have communicated her reservations so he could have known that she had some. But she kind of, she did really play like she didn't have concerns aside from, okay, we're doing things differently. But she didn't say, like, oh, this is a reservation. Like, I don't know. Well, to um, our knowledge. To our knowledge, we didn't see. And it seemed, well, it seems like from his perspective, behind the scenes, she wasn't doing much different. So Well, she kept saying, like, after decision day. Like, that was the key thing I kept hearing was that throughout mm. the process, she said everything was good. After decision day is when this happened. So, again, like, I feel like they're not telling us everything. Well, she tries to explain it, I guess, a little bit more. He says yes, that yes. she's he thought she was in it, and he says it's hurtful. Mirla says she was honest from the beginning and all of her attraction did grow and she was truly happy, but then she says things happened, which is not yeah, clear. Like what happened? Yeah, so they're like, well, what happened, Mirla? You owe us an explanation. These are the experts. Like, you need to tell yes. us. Blah, 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 blah. And she says, Mirla says she told him when she felt it. Um, Dr. Pepper says it doesn't add up and did something specifically happen? 
what everyone's trying to figure out what happened. Mira says it wasn't just the financial aspect, but she didn't feel safe to make financial decisions with him for the future. Mm-hmm. Pastor Cal says she was terrified and made fear-based decisions instead of logic-based. He gives mm-hmm. his own story about him being broke when he met his wife, which is completely irrelevant to what we it have going on here. But he wanted to share. <laughs> I don't like when people like this is you know these are two totally different people and you're using your own anecdotal evidence of when you met your wife. And you might have been so, broke and she might have been broke too. It so. was so piss poor. He was like, but the wife looks to the husband to see what they can build together. What are you even saying? Uh, this is making me warm. Now I have to take my jacket off. Ridiculous. So then um, says it was a combination of finances, shared values, attraction, and chemistry. I'm like, damn. So everything. It was everything, everything. for her. Okay. It was everything for her. Um, and then and Pastor, Pastor Cal, Cal says the strangest yeah, thing. Um, he says that she, cause Mirla kept saying that she wasn't happy and should I stay here just because he's happy. And so Pastor Cal says, you keep talking about being happy. You know, happiness isn't the goal of marriage. Is that what he said? Yes. Hmm. He said, happiness isn't the goal of the marriage. It's about reaching shared goals together. Happiness is a byproduct of the marriage. That's what he said. Oh yeah. That's what I put. I have it in quotes. Happiness is... Huh? What do you think? What about do I think? That? Happiness is the byproduct of marriage. It's not, you know, it's not. It's not. It sounded like he was saying it's not the goal. Like the goal out of marriage isn't to be happy, but the byproduct is happiness. Uh, that's a tough one because I think, I mean, I guess I'm trying to see from his perspective. Is he's saying that if you go in thinking like I need, I need to be happy all the time and if I'm not happy this marriage is not working as opposed to like I need to commit to working on this and when I can commit to working on this and through this then I will I will find happiness along the way kind of like a byproduct but I feel like any relationship is not gonna be happy 100% of the time Mm -hmm. and so if you're focused on the happiness that may be like a misstep I respectfully disagree a bit. Mm, tell me um, more. I truly feel like the, the statement that, you know, happiness is a byproduct, I, I don't agree with. Like, mm-hmm. I need to be happy with you, happy with myself, happy with our marriage for me to be able to, like, to continue to work on the marriage. So, like, yeah. the happiness isn't the byproduct. The happiness is to me is just, like, that's, like, the root of mm-hmm. the marriage like the happiness happiness love trust like those are the roots and then as we get old as, as the tree grows that's more where the goals comes into mind and like the mm-hmm. values and like the blah 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 so like i truly believe you know personally that happy i have to be happy with you in order for this to continue so like if i'm not happy that's a problem and so if it's like my internal happiness or my unhappiness with with my spouse or my partner like i truly believe that the happiness happiness is is, is very important so i agree it's important <laughs> i do but i guess like i feel like happiness can kind of be a subjective thing mm-hmm. Because you can be like, overall, I'm happy with you. I'm happy with this marriage. But, like, what changed for me where she was, yeah. he makes the bed to, I can't stand him. After decision day, Joe. After decision day. I guess so, we'll never know. 
I think that's what makes it sound like, okay, were you not happy one day? Because Mirla's not happy about shit. So, yeah. like, what happened to... I don't know. It's it's hard to say, and we don't we don't know. Maybe someday somebody will tell us so we can mm-hmm. figure it out. Cause it doesn't quite all add up. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't. You're absolutely right. Um. So yeah, Dr. Viviana says they at initially, I guess, when they were doing their screenings, their white screenings, uh, they asked her the criteria to divorce her husband, like what it would take for her to divorce. Divorce. Why am I saying that? <laughs> divorce. <laughs> ask her you know what's the criteria it would take for you to divorce your husband and whatever she said then they were like we don't feel like that's present right now but i feel like that's kind of you don't know till you know right exactly that's true that's neither here nor there and pastor cal tells gil not to let the past bags determine his future success what did that future success like this don't let this marriage stop you from being successful i guess is what he was trying to say he's just like really flowery language yeah all this, him. like, just give. I'm tired of them. I was just ti- talk I was so tired with these experts at this point. I was like, leave the stage, please. I mean, if they could, but I guess they got to be here with us. Yeah. <sighs> Who do we see next? Oh, the entire cast. Yes, this is where we start wrapping up. And um, good. It was. It was very interesting. Um, we start off with this strange question. Uh, Kevin asks them, "Who misses filming?" Um, Johnny claims that he misses filming because he got to hang out with all his friends. That's sweet. He's um, a child. Yeah, he's a child. <laughs> um, Zach says that he left from this experience, uh, really loving all of his new friends. Great group of women and men who will be lifelong friends. Friends, friends, friends to the end. Johnny, they said Johnny asked people to record when they're together. Yes, like do diary <laughs> cams and shit. I'm like, you're such a fucking... Weirdo. <laughs> that would bother me. I'm like, dude, it's over. We're yes, done. Like, we don't yeah. have to do that anymore. He would like sign up for couples cam and just be dating. Oh my god, he's such a fool. <sighs> Who next? Positive takeaways. Zach says, oh yeah, all his friends, uh-huh. They bring up Michaela and Zach sharing the stage. Zach says he feels indifferent about it. Michaela says she's fine. It is very tense. Very. Um, really with these just her. I mean, she's just, throwbacks. Yeah. She's just so unhinged. I'd just be so scared <laughs> to be anywhere near. Kevin asked about social media. How's that been going for everyone? Ryan says he likes social media. He trolls people all day long. Uh, apparently, he responds yes. and That's like. Weird. You know, Engages. But he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't do that in person. So like, keep that same energy. It's weird. That's that's who he is. He's a computer troll. Um, Bao wants everyone to know she showers daily, just Thank in case you. she wants to clarify that before she wasn't being sincere. Um, <laughs> they ask about Gil's DMs. Gil says it's full of women and men. Uh, <laughs> He says there are a lot of hetero men that congratulate him on putting up with Mila or something like that. Maybe that was before they realized they were broken up, I'm assuming. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that's probably true. And they ask him who's the craziest person in his DMs. Gil says there's this this young lady who's a fan of him. And every week at the same, you know, two-hour time (laughs) slot, she makes about 10 to 12 posts on her stories. I'm sorry. Letting... This is where you can tell that, like, he was, like, really not comfortable because the way he told the story, I was so bored. I was like, get to it. 
Like, what is she doing that's so crazy? Like, he, he was just... said she just makes 10 to 12 posts on her stories about him every week, letting him know that she's there for him and he doesn't need to be with Mirla and all this stuff. Jose says people have questioned his type and think he might be on the wrong <laughs> show. <laughs> like maybe you signed up for the wrong thing, buddy. Um, He's but like, he I says, don't get it. I don't get it. Do you see those photos of you, Jose? They're all Reddit. Like, what do you mean? Michaela starts yelling from the side, Girl, <laughs> side of the stage. And she says she has good, really good gaydar and is not going off. She wants like, that to be Michaela. known. No one was trying to say that word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pay attention, girl. She's She's... So apparently they have a volleyball league going on together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's couched at also, sorry, Mirla and Johnny went to Cancun. Mirla well, no, and Rachel no, no, went to no. Chicago. They didn't go to Cancun. So that's Mirla, the way it was initially presented. Yes. And then we find out that Mirla said that she went to Cancun with one friend because she doesn't For her have birthday or something. Guys. And Johnny went with some other and, people. Yeah, and so they met up. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Mirla says they're BFFs. Johnny is like, mm, maybe we are, maybe we not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which is just, this is really cringy. Gil is sick. To his stomach. Well, because I too am kind of confused. I'm like, the fuck is going on here? Like, y'all are just sitting here kikiing. And this is when I realized that Mirla doesn't have a lot of friends. Because, like, literally, because like. Because she's shit. Right. But the thing is that, like, she's really holding on to these friendships that she's gotten from Married at First Sight. Because other than that, I don't think she really has a lot of friends because she is just not that girl. Yeah. So I mean, Kevin asks Gil what he friend. thinks of Mirla and Johnny, and Gil's like, I'm indifferent. I don't, I don't think nothing about it. And I was like, yeah. this poor man. This is... <sighs> yeah, that's pretty tough. Um, so then they um, talk about uh, Rachel and Jose a bit, um, and her saying Johnny's name. Um, all of them basically say that... What do they say about Jose? Something about how... Wait, is this when they talked about when they broke up and how Jose would say, um, shit, what did he say? I don't know what you're talking about. That's, I was, I was gun jumping, but I was like, I'm confused. No, I remember they were talking about Jose and Rachel and mm-hmm. they were talking about, um, the whole incident with her locking, with him locking her out, blah, blah, blah. And then they transition into like present day. And how things have changed. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Jose says... Yeah, okay. Jose says he trusts her now. Yes, yes. Um, He trusts her fully. And they ask... Kevin, I think, asks, does everyone think Jose... Or do y'all think Jose has learned anything from this? They all say that he's learned a lot. And it's really just evident because Rachel is back with him. And she would not be back with him if he was still with that bullshit. So... Mm Yeah, yeah. That was pretty nice. We go over the couple's retreat? Yes. In front of everyone. A storm hit. Goodness. So he brings up Michaela's panic attack. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is everyone else's first time seeing it. And is Michaela. It? Damn. I think this is their first time seeing it. Michaela is like, let's not. She's like trying to make us not do that, but they're not listening to her. I think they just cut her mic down or something while she was saying yeah. it. Um, but Michaela said, after like everyone watches it and sees what has happened, Michaela says it's a mirror and she needs to learn to calm the fuck down. Um, she says it was fear, distress, and anxiety. Sure. She, Huh? 
Oh, no, nothing. Oh. <laughs> she says it was fear, distress, and anxiety. <laughs> and then she said, wow. she says she, she would never hurt anybody physically. And I was like, I don't know if I believe that. <laughs> I don't but... know if I believe that either. Like, why would I think that? Yeah, because even in the, the clip that they played, y'all know she was, like, pushing him on the bed. And yeah. it was, like, behind the door. But he was narrating that she had pushed him <laughs> on the bed. And so I was like, so I don't know if she would never hurt anybody. Right. Though. I don't know why we think that that's an automatic. Like, girl, I, I don't know you. And all you've shown me is destruction. So yeah. I don't know. So she says her dad was killed in the middle of the night by a drunk driver. <gasps> she starts getting emotional. Um Zach reiterates, like, I was fine to drive home. I didn't do it to hurt you. I just did it for me, which is the part that she can't really separate. She's really taking it personal. She says, he doesn't give a fuck. He tries to apologize, and she tells him to shut up. Then Kevin's like, well, Zach is trying to apologize, and I think you just let him speak. And then Zach is like, no comment. And then she's like, see, I told you. He didn't want to apologize anyway. Because if he really wanted to apologize, he would have said it. He would have said it. Then you got to let anybody stop you from apologizing. It's just a mess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin then asks, "Who would y'all think will be better suited partners instead of how the experts match y'all?" Gil's like, "I'm a head out. <laughs> I'm not feeling good." Um, <laughs> are you okay? What's the problem? But just when he did it, he was just like, all right, I'm going to head out, y'all. Like, he was just at, at a party. Like, he's not on, like, national television. Look, I wouldn't be there for that conversation either. He's still trying to process everything right. that came out today. So and then Michaela, fake ass, going to go out and run after him and hug him. I'm like, stop Do y'all it. remember when they went to that salsa class? Yes, and like, What was Michaela wearing? She was wearing uh, something, but this like dress probably would have been better for that class. Well, um, no, because she didn't dance, so like. It well, didn't this dress she has on reminds me of like the emoji lady, oh, um, yeah, the yeah. dancing emoji girl. But yeah, mm-hmm. so she follows him out for no obvious reason, and <laughs> and she goes into he goes into his dressing room, takes his jacket off. She goes into his dressing room and hugs him. It's just it's like you know when somebody puts the hug on you, like it's not like yeah. a mutual hug. No, it's a non consensual hug. Um, so Johnny's like. Gil didn't like that question and Rachel tells him to back off and like kind of pipes him down because uh-huh. Johnny's speaking out of turn Shut up. <sighs> so Gil's debriefing with Michaela he's telling her all his feelings of everything Ryan's like well let's just keep going um and Brett's like we can't keep going and this is just how <laughs> these these interactions between these people show you how fractured this whole season has been Absolutely. people don't know if they're coming or going uh, Michaela and Gil refused to go back out. He says it was pissing him off. Um, like the whole, this whole thing has not been great for him. It's been mm-hmm. very bad reliving everything, which I can, I can see how that would be. Absolutely. Absolutely. We and then you got think Johnny it, and Mirla Kiki and like fucking fools. Like he's not sitting there heartbroken. Yes. Just, it's ridiculous. I actually yeah, understand. She's being like a cold hearted like, bitch. Goodness yeah, girl. I was just like Mirla, this is just not a great look on you. It's not it appropriate. It definitely shows, you know, why you so. It's uh, very immature. It's like to just, you can't hold it together and just 
calm down for five minutes while that's happening. I mean, honestly, like, it just felt like she's never, I don't think, has had, like, genuine friendships before. Probably because she was talking to her friends like she was for the wedding. Yes. I don't know where they pulled and them so girls from. How do those were high actors? Now that she has two friends, she's just like, <laughs> I think she's just having the time of her life. She needs and to. she's stepping out of turn. She really needs to uh, step inward and figure out I why mean, she's so broken. Both of them, Mirla and Johnny, it's like two people well, who I mean, should not be talking to each other. But even that scene with him, like Kiki and laughing with her, I'm like, y'all know this looks disgusting, right? Like this looks gross. It's inappropriate. And even Rachel wasn't doing all that. Like she was just kind of chilling. Yeah. That's because Rachel knows better. Child. She has boundaries. I don't know, but she's friends with them, so obviously. May- some, we, we I don't think she'll stay friends with them. It's kind of like we're friends because we did. We have like a shared I don't bond. Know. I, I think Rachel on, will eventually drift away. I looked on Rachel's Instagram and she had Ooh. they had they had Thanksgiving dinner with Mira. It was Mirla, Rachel, and Johnny and a couple other people. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I just really don't know if Rachel truly jives with both of them. I don't feel like she does. Like, her energy feels different than their energy to me. Oh, no, girl. She's always with them, so let's Mm. see what happens. Maybe once once the show moves on, maybe she'll trickle on out. So, to end the show, there's a fun moment montage, which is, you know, just funny things throughout the season. Any things you took note of? Okay, great. And then we have a sneak peek of season 14, which is in Boston, where they have yeah. already been. These so I guess really 15 weird. is San Diego? Yes. Goodness. I These thought it was going to be coming strange. up sooner. I'm sorry, you guys. What do you mean strange? I don't. They just look weird. What were they doing? You just, couldn't see any of their faces. Well, I saw another one. I saw a, another clip of their faces. Oh. Um, and I was just like, not great <laughs> not great mm-hmm. but I'll, I'll i'll post them because meredith first sight fan has already posted their photos and people magazine has them all as well um but yeah you guys i don't know you know you know i don't know i'll let you guys be the judge of the looks okay so we'll see how everyone comes looking at how everyone comes out looking i guess and <laughs> go from there sounds like that's the best we can do and then next week we will cover the where are they now there's also like a little trailer of that where Mm -hmm. we see people hanging out catching up it looks like Mirla not Mirla Michaela and Gil are sitting together at a park or something on some grass talking I was like oh goodness (laughs) this poor man yeah apparently um, the where are they now was two hours long so we're actually going to do our own you know our own episode about that thought about combining the two but my goodness that would have been quite a story um so yeah we'll recap where they're now next week and then i believe mm-hmm. the new season of married at first sight comes out january 5th i believe <gasps> Ooh, so, yeah. that's soon so we'll it take a little break you think soon. or what are you thinking i don't know guys uh, i guess we could do a few polls in the instagram see if you guys want some content or if we all just need mm. to take a break from this shithole that was the season I totally yeah. understand that as well. Um, mm. So, yeah, we'll figure it out and get back to you guys. <gasps> Maybe we'll do a special Michelle episode. When is that show in? Oh, I guess it's probably going to be in soon. Yeah, it should be ending soon. But for those of y'all who are uh, Bachelorette people, since you didn't cover her, but I do. I've been keeping up with it. I don't know if you have, but it's been so good to see her. And I yeah, guess I'm curious so what's going to happen with that such a breath of fresh yeah she probably would be a breath of fresh air after this season it's been a nightmare mm-hmm. 
Um, okay, so we'll figure out what we're going to do with our next steps, but we'll be- definitely be back next week with another episode. Are you watching something? You're watching a lot of things. I am watching a lot of things because, you know, I'm still uh, oh, recovering. Um, so I went over to the HBO Max street. <laughs> Man, you guys, lots of things there. She has been all over, y'all. Um, I think I told you guys about scenes from a marriage and how I wasn't sure if I was going to be recommending it. I finished it. It's, I believe, five or six episodes. You guys, great, so good. I mean, wowza! Like, talk. I mean, I don't want to give too much away, but it was just so interesting, very intriguing. You know, the way that the series kind of wraps up, um, the way their marriage kind of plays out throughout the years, very interesting. Loving Mm -hmm. it. Finished that. I jumped on over uh, to Love Life. Um, and Love Life Did you watch is, the first season or the second? Tell I'm actually more. starting, I always start with the first season. Um, okay. So I'm watching the first season, which is about a character named Darby Carter, who searches for love throughout her 20s and 30s, often in all the wrong places, while the people she meets along the way leave a lasting impression. Now, the actress who's in season one is honestly not my favorite. Um, it's Anna it's Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. I actually don't really care for her at all. So I actually thought about skipping the season two. Um, so I can see um, the actress, actor uh, William Jackson, who was in that NBC show, uh, The Good Place. Um, but I, I'm going to give it a couple more episodes. The first one was actually very interesting. Um, I think you'll really like Marcus's season. Yeah, I think oh, so too. His name is Marcus. But yeah, yeah, I think you'll like that season. It's it's a good watch. Yeah. And he's actually originally from Dallas, Texas. Isn't that interesting? I didn't know that. He's a really I like him as an actor and the woman who is his like main lead that on that season, I think she's a really good actress as well. Mm-hmm. It's a lot yeah. of good chemistry there. So I've been over there. Uh, I tappled on over to um, the sex life <laughs> of college girls. I do not remember. Oh, what'd you think? You it was trash. Ooh. Trash. Sorry, Mendy Callig. Uh, it was a disgrace. Uh, but yeah, that's all I've got this week. Okay. Sounds good. That's a, a fair assessment, I think, yeah. for, for everything. HBO Max is producing a lot. I mean, it is great i mean like i was gonna watch i tried to watch dunes the movie i just couldn't um Mm -hmm. and then king richard uh, maybe so yeah like they've just got a lot of things on there they've got a lot of content so you know i'm enjoying yeah they're always making content absolutely um i have been very slowly watching dope sick on hulu it is um about the opioid addiction with Oxycontin when that came out in the 90s, I think. Um, So it's a series. It's not like a documentary, but it is an actual series. And it kind of starts off with, uh, you know, the manufacturing Oxycontin saying that it's not addictive and then it becoming, you know, wildly addictive and people dying and them trying to save face and make money on that still. Um, so, so far, so good. Very, very interesting. Not sure how they got this drug to be what it is. And I don't think they are either. Mm-hmm. But obviously, Oxycontin is highly addictive. And, and it sounds like they started giving it to people who were doing, like, high labor jobs, like mining and um, railroad work and people who were, like, you know, in a lot of physical pain. Mm-hmm. And then just keep increasing the dosage and, you know, know, see what happens. So that's what I'm watching. It is on Hulu. It is with um, Michael Keaton, 
produces it. Mm-hmm. I will say though, things have definitely I think changed because it with, is very with like prescribing oxy mm-hmm. because it is very difficult. <laughs> like, As it should. It is very difficult to get a prescription for that. You have to be like barely walking <laughs> to mm. like even get them to even consider it. So I guess yeah. they're just making up for, you know, the time they, you know, just was giving it out in the streets. That's well, yeah, from this show, it's like they like pinpointed like where to launch it at and found like these small town doctors and had like really worked on these doctors. And I don't know how much you know about working with doctors, but or like physicians, but oftentimes drug reps will come and they will want their drug pushed. And so they will do things to they would be like food, dinners, like trips and stuff like that. So you'll mm. push their drug. And that's kind of what was happening. They were like, oh, we'll send you to this retreat. We'll do this. We'll, you know, whatever, whatever. And so this one doctor in small town, I'd been like West Virginia or Virginia or something like that. And he was writing, started writing scripts to a lot of his patients. And they talked about how they were advertising. It was very good. Um, But also really enlightening on how that all, how that all happened and how they jumped through those hoops to make, to make it seem like it wasn't addictive at all. (laughs) They were like, less than 1% of people get addicted to it. You guys. <laughs> less than 1%. It's not addictive. And they were like, uh, the doctors initially were like, no, it's a narcotic. How could it not be addictive? Exactly. And they're like, it's not addictive. It's not. It's completely safe. Free to prescribe to any and everyone. Um, so, Lord, yeah. Lord. It's it's loaded. But so far, it's one season. Um, pretty good from what I've seen. I think maybe three or four episodes in. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. Well, you guys, this concludes our episode of Married at First Sight. The reunion will be back next week. But where are they now? Um, Please, you know, continue to like, subscribe, follow us on IG. um, Engage with us in the comments. um, And, yeah, thank you so much for your support. And we'll be back next week. All right. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.